Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Jersey Shore. Yes. Party's here. Party's here. <laughs> Go to the Jersey Shore, bitch. Mm-hmm. I've got it on right now. Oh, nice. There's I way my... too much to talk about. I know. I. That's why I was wondering if you wanted to, like, record this or just discuss. We're live. We're yeah. live. In that Seth Shore spirits, re- we're reality podcasting, right? That is true. I have my uh, my. Here's the situation. Same in front of me. I have <laughs> my <mine>. two copies. <laughs> you had it. It just adds to the like lore, the ever expanding universe, cinematic universe of Jersey Shore. Yeah, I didn't even know uh, until we started discussing that Snooki has romance novels. Yes, and <laughs> I I can't wait to read those. What's the name of it? I mean, I know, like, she came out with one in, like, her first one in, like, 2010. And that's, like, a teen fiction no- novel or something. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm looking it up. It's, like, uh, oh, Gorilla Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's this the is other one. one. Yeah. Co- Confessions of a Glee Dad. I think that's a nonfiction. Oh, um, nice. And then, yeah, the first one is a sure thing. Definitely got yeah. to Oh, I need to read these. So I was kind of hoping. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, you you watched the Jersey Shore when it came out, right? Yes, I was going to ask you if you watched it when it was originally airing because um, I remember when it debuted because I was confused because I thought that it was just another season of the Real World because the Real World always chose a place. You know, yes. it was like um, fixed in a certain location. And I thought, oh, this is just another season of the real world. And then I watched it and realized it was a totally different show. <laughs> and I mean, I was totally hooked right away because of the cast. And that's really what makes like a good reality TV show is the cast. And of course, it's a Salian Salsano production. Yeah. So. <laughs> queen <laughs> she yeah she is the queen of reality television she's behind all my favorites um she's behind a shot at love with tila tequila one yeah. of the best ever she's behind tool academy which is an interesting late it's like late in the golden era and kind of you know when the golden era was on its way out so it's very therapy heavy <laughs> um it's very interesting and one of my favorites so yeah. yeah, but re- but Jersey Shore is her magnum opus, like oh, definitely. Totally, D- drama to end all dramas. Yes, it's, it's a and emotionally exhausting at times, like especially when oh, you get yeah. into, when you get into like seasons three and four and the oh my god, and, and you you know you could probably put like classical Greek or Italian drama figures to Ron and Sam like. Mm-hmm. And they're back and forth of, of oh yeah, making love and dying romance. I know. Well, especially, especially season four. Season four is my favorite season. I just it's think so it's dark. the best. Yeah, but that was that's what makes it so good. It's the best season because they're in Florence, which is the worst city in Italy. <laughs> I hate Florence. It's like dingy and cursed, and they capture that energy so perfectly in the show. And it's like they're transported to 
you know, the motherland. And it's like, they're acting out these kind of like centuries old, um, like dramas, you know, it's, it's like you're watching like a Visconti film or like, you know, an amazing like Italian, um, like cinematic masterpiece. And like that season, I, that was, I think the season that I watched the most of back in the day when it was originally airing. And so I remembered it pretty well, but um, it's, it was really funny to rewatch it because I actually like have been to all the clubs that they went to and I didn't like realize it at the time because I didn't remember. Oh, and um, wow. It's really funny because like the, the scene in the fourth season when Snooki embarrasses Johnny by dancing at that club and like oh, her God. whole crotch is out yeah. and everyone can see yeah. that club is like this serious Berlin style house club where you're supposed to not have your phone out and you're supposed to just dance and I had a really good time there and it's so funny to see it on the show and then see that she like made such a fool of herself at this like very serious uh club but um I love that season and that season that's the season of self-sabotage for sure yeah, absolutely what do you think is the well like who who do you think is the main I don't know sabotager in that season I mean well I would say Mike and Snooki are both on these rampages in that season to <laughs> like destroy their own happiness it seems and I think it's hard to pick one that <laughs> uh self-sabotages the most because on one hand you have Snooki who is like cheating on her boyfriend and <laughs> yeah. making a fool of herself. And she even, you know, she fights with Jay Wow, who's just trying to help her. Um, poor Jenny, like she's always just trying to like kind of help people. And then they always like wanted to fight with her about that. Um, and then, you know, so Snooki's like making a fool of herself and, you know, she sleeps with uh, Vinny and all that. But Mike is clearly like on pills and like, yeah intoxicated the whole time and then he rams his own head into a wall <laughs> which is per in perfect mike fashion because mm -hmm. you know he's like you know he's ram you know ram um what is it rambo pretty much with the abs yes but he says, <laughs> I, I pretty much look like rambo with his shirt off <laughs> yeah but he's like and you, you know you see this from season one is like he's the self-proclaimed leader of the pack but he's really insecure Mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah and it, and it comes off in the way he projects especially about like onto women of calling them like in like season one Snooki says can you pass a dinner roll and he goes well you got a few you know? yeah <laughs> and like it's just kind of ironic or it, it kind of adds to it in season four is that he's like yeah I mean he's fucking in the middle of some sort of trip on pills or some shit Mm -hmm. and, and then it's like just I guess um acting like the big dog he can't actually fight so he just like rams his head <laughs> to the fucking wall and it's like per perfect I know. yeah well it's so funny because you know finally after four seasons he and Ron are gonna duke it out and I'm like yeah. so excited you know I'm watching this I'm like 
14 at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, I'm so excited. They're going to like beat each other up. And then they don't even really beat each other up. He just slams his own head into a wall because he's like drunk and high and doesn't even know where he is. And then they finally do kind of have a small tussle on the floor. Yeah. And it's like embarrassing. It's like the most like embarrassing moment for him because he just uh like made a fool of himself and then he has to wear that like neck Neck brace brace, that makes him look like a dog that like (laughs) just got neutered and so it's like wearing the cone of shame you know like he looks like this poor little pitiful creature crying in that hideous condo by himself and it's really sad but he (laughs) has you know this this season four is when he enters real villain mode, you know, mm-hmm. which, yeah, he, he yeah, up for. Yeah, I like. I kind of think Mike. Um, there's some behavior in the second season. I mean, there's behavior I think throughout the series where he just kind of uh, stirs the pot, and you know. Because he and Ron had that. That's why it's so important to like watch the whole thing. Because, oh, you got it. Yeah, because in season one, the kind of foundational drama happens that sets the tone for the entire series and family vacation, etc. Because like he and Ron never really got over that initial beef where like Sam chose Ron over him. And you know what? You know what? Sam, the way she chose Ron was literally like word for word. It's like, I just thought he was hot. You know, he looked good. And I think people try to retcon the like uh, Ronnie Sam relationship. Like, she's abused by him. I mean, she was like, if you watch like original Jersey Shore, one, she was like awfully annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, like, they can never, I mean, obviously, we all know Ron's fault, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if you watch into family vacation, uh, vacation, you see his, like, other problems of, like, trying to be a dad and infidelity mm-hmm. and, like, all this shit. But, yeah, he, um, she's not, like, innocent. I mean, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, with the, Ron, you know, Ronnie and Mikey, yeah, thanks. She's just like, oh, he was just hotter. That's, like, why she went with him, so... Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, a whole other, (laughs) I, especially um, in the second season, which I'm, like, re-watching, because I I love the second season, it's, like, my second favorite. Yeah, we just, I I watched season one, and then me and my girlfriend started watching two last night, Mm -hmm. Um, but you seem to like the like with the shore there's like there's the good times and the bad times and you're like you kind of like when the seasons like italy and miami where they're not on their home turf and they're mm-hmm. out of guidos out of water and then they're just like all going haywire yeah i guess that's true i just think those seasons from a reality tv standpoint have the most vivid emotion and you know like intense uh feeling and they're the ones that I most vividly remembered from when I was young 
yeah for those reasons but like because in like kind of what you were going back to what you were saying though about their relationship because their relationship was like kind of the background drama to the show you know it was just always there yeah. <laughs> like you see how there isn't really a victim and a perpetrator like they both were bad in different ways and in the second season you know ron is obviously oh, he's, the worst. <laughs> he's cheating and all this stuff but the thing is he gives sam ample opportunity to like state what she wants from their relationship and she never does yeah. he's like well, what are we baby and she's like like nothing it's like radio silence and then he's like what are we? and she's just like sits there and then he goes and he like you know uh as they say in the note puts his face between the breasts of a cocktail waitress <laughs> and all this stuff and it's like well what did she like she should have stated explicitly what she expected and that's the problem they never they never really break up they never really get together they're always like breaking up getting back together breaking up getting back to every single day like the poor housemates can you imagine like yeah. <laughs> living with these two people <laughs> no it's fucking hell and you know obviously they didn't they got cut off from their communication to the real world they couldn't read books they couldn't watch tv you know they could get on the phone and maybe talk to but like yeah they're literally living the tv show watching the tv show in front of them every day i know yeah yeah well that's the thing like that's the whole point of good reality television yeah. is it you are putting it's like a dungeon for these like, yeah. unknowing actors <laughs> Yeah, well, like, you have to get, like, Sally Ann Sosano knew this very well, and that's why she always made these really good shows. You have to get these illiterate, but attractive, but kind of funny-looking people, and you have to, like, throw them in a tightly, you know, <laughs> uh, like, tight quarters, and you have to not let them have any, like, outside communication, and you have to just encourage them to drink fight party have sex yeah it's kind of a it's kind of um fucking perverse oh yeah it's totally like sadian and that's the whole like <laughs> it's this like uh torture chamber yeah and uh that was the whole point of it I and mean, that's what made good reality television and i feel like jersey shore explosive last hurrah before reality tv started to wane and then died in the 2010s i i consider it dead i unfortunately you know you've discussed this on other podcasts like media have a certain life cycle yeah. you know they start they are on the incline they kind of climax and then they kind of wane i think that reality tv is like pretty much dead as a medium because the like apotheosis of like great reality television happened like you know almost a decade ago at this point yeah. so i don't consider anything on now to be like anywhere near uh what can be like the most artful reality television yeah well uh, jersey shore definitely spans all different types of people and i mean mm -hmm. Going back to what we were talking about originally, it's like you watched this when it came out. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't must have been like in sixth grade when it started. Um, mm -hmm. So I was a little too young 
and uh, a little too wholesome to be watching this. <laughs> I was but, too young too, but that didn't stop me. <laughs> yeah, and like, but I, it's so funny watching the show like 10 years later because all these like phrases that all my friends were saying in middle school, like every day, I'm like, oh, this came from the show, you know, like, mm-hmm. and my, um, like I'm a part Italian and mm-hmm. like, uh, a lot of my Italian friends, like, fucking Ronnie, man. Like I, ha- I had these, this kid in my class, Nick, just reminds me of the same like boneheaded, like Northeast Guido who'd like get in trouble, you know, at a, like an early age. Mm-hmm. They're always getting into fights. Like, you know and shit like that um mm-hmm. but like yeah phrases like yeah buddy um <laughs> maybe that was popular but i would that's like paulie d right there like yeah buddy mm-hmm. like, yeah he has guido tourette's yeah guido that's that's so true especially that in family so vacation. i know in family vacation it's like he's really He's Guido autism. <laughs> he had, yeah, he has Guido autism. I mean, he's starting to get Guido dementia. He's kind of getting up there. <laughs> he's got, but... yeah. I mean, you know, it's all the, I mean, no. I don't want to pick on every, it's so funny. Look, before I watched Family Vacation, I was like looking at everybody's uh, plastic surgery. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is pathetic. But everybody is like really nice and likable mm-hmm. and, and developed in their own ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I do think when discussing reality TV, discussing people's appearances is like essential, as as vapid and mean as it may be. No, yeah, but it's yeah. <laughs> a yeah, but no, I totally I, I agree. Like, you know, I obviously care for these uh, people because I've <laughs> seen them evolve over the past like decade. But it is kind of uh, crazy to watch Family Vacation and be like who the hell is that? And then I realized, oh, like, that's Jenny. She just has a completely new face. And every season, she gets a new one. No, yeah. (laughs) She's putting on the mask, for real. I know. She's starting to progressively start to look a little more like Joan Rivers every season. (laughs) And, I mean, I love Joan Rivers, so that's that's fine. But it's a little, I'm like, who is that? Oh, yeah. Um, But I would say the most startling, actually, yeah, I would say the most startling is uh, Angelina, who somehow yeah looks like did the Muppet. I don't know. <laughs> did you see the? Um, did you see any clips of her from the newest season? It's like season five. I think so. Um, she, she doesn't look too bad. Like, I mean, she's obviously had more work done, but now she's like tan, and at least her personality wise like seem to be calming down you know she's always had that if you've well i don't know how far you watched in a family vacation but she had you know like horrible horrible attitude with uh, uh especially her husband you know mm-hmm. is she still married that's where i'm kind of like at the point where it's unclear if she's getting a divorce <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i think they still are together and they're always like we're going to couples therapy or we got to go to therapy and you know it's so it's funny about her husband chris because he's like by bypassing you know sort of guy because he always had this like strange mm-hmm. interaction because Vinny is like that's the one who got away like Vinny mm-hmm. and lena should have been together 
And then Vinny Which would be so fast talking her, and then he would be like entertaining it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I've like. My viewing of Family Vacation is very staggered, um, and I haven't really finished it. So I've seen like bits and pieces, but Angelina. It's What's hard to imagine her having a healthy relationship ever. Yeah. And you know a little bit about the backstory between like that they explicate on family vacation between Vinny and Angelina because they did sort of know each other before the show. And I think Mike mm-hmm. knew Angelina before they aired Jersey Shore too. Yeah, no, I you know Vinny like pretended that he didn't know her and was kind of shady um, and there's a picture of them together but like the way i see it it's and Vinny's kind of said this on the show directly is like he kind of liked angelina in high school but she wouldn't give him the time of day and, <laughs> and now it's like she he's like pretending not to know her and it's like a whole i don't mm-hmm. know it just seems to be sometimes like the what happens on the shore is like this endless game of tag and people missing the point of what each other is saying but i'm always surprised though when people make up on the show and like because we all take sides of like who's right who's wrong and then they just will like make up in the most unexpected way Mm -hmm. really surprising yeah well i mean the jersey shore cast is like fleetwood mac like everybody has like slept with each other at some point (laughs) and it's they Not really sure. missed out on an opportunity to like recreate that Rolling Stones cover of like <laughs> that <laughs> bed, you know, they should have done that. Um, but it's, I just, cause that reminds me of how Polly and Jenny like almost P-wow. together. P-wow. I'm just, I'm like, ew, like this is like flowers in the attic at this point. You guys are like siblings. Like, <laughs> why are you trying to do this like a decade later? I always love the like incestuous undertones of the show too. Oh yeah. Well, it's great. Te- I mean, it's great television. <laughs> <laughs> we're like a family, but you know, that's my sister. Like I can't go there with it, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, we're family. And then they like bang each other. And it's like, <laughs> ew. You know, but yeah, it's but great there, TV. But there's no like romances between the um, the members that you're like really rooting for, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in Within the household, like, you know, you could say like, oh, Snooki and Vinny, like I wish they ended up together or, you know, even in the new show, like Vinny and Angelina. But, you know, like Ron and Sam, everyone's like, not, I everyone's like, fucking break up already like you can't do that. I know well that's the thing like I realized watching family that I only ever knew Ron really through Ron and Sam like they were a unit you know yeah. and then you watch Ron without Sam there and yeah. it's kind of like who even is this because yeah. he was not his own person on the show and I don't think they would have been interesting at all if they hadn't been in that relationship because Sam rewatching the show. Now I realize Sam like doesn't have a very interesting personality. (laughs) She's kind of boring. And it's so funny to watch her little um, audition tape where she's like, I'm Sammy. I'm the sweetest bitch to ever meet. Don't (laughs) fuck with me and all this stuff. And it's like, nothing she did was ever sweet. (laughs) No, ever. ever. It's not even like once you get to know her, she's really, like she's a bitch and yeah. she's 
selfish. I, I don't think I've ever really seen her go and do something nice for anybody else. And like, you know, Snooki obviously has like the most character development on the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's like the star, you know, we all, everyone yeah. knows that. And everyone in pop culture who has heard of the show, but not actually watched it, you know, they all pick out and they pick on Snooki. But, mm-hmm. you know, from season one, like halfway through season one, nobody liked her. And, and like, then she got punched in the face. I know, which is so funny because I didn't remember that. Yeah. I like didn't remember the, I don't know if I saw the first episode or something, but like yeah. rewatching it, I like did not remember that she was initially ostracized yeah. in that way. Um, and then the guy they punched on her. her right to her face too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but Snooki is such a delight. She's so fun and... Yeah. I love her dancing. You love her what? I love her dancing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, all of... (laughs) It's so... Oh, God. It makes me sad to, like, watch the show because... Remember how people used to really dance, you know? Like, people used to just not care and just dance and have fun. And now everyone's too self-conscious to have a good time. And it's like... Because the way that Ron dances is like, what... What is that? <laughs> oh, I love it because they're all in when they get on the dance floor and they're fist pumping, they're like involved in this ancient Guido ritual. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really powerful because the show is like it's about looks and like, you know, on the floor moving your body and how that is like your how those things are interconnected too. Mm-hmm. And everything now is like very cerebral and like mm-hmm. of the mind and everybody has anxiety and depression. And like yeah. sometimes you gotta fucking get on the floor and start fist pumping and not try to live life ironically because here nobody's mm-hmm. being ironic, you know. I mean, one, they're not smart enough, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, so I think that's what happens when you engage with the show and you know us talking about this right now. I'm not trying to intellectualize the Jersey Shore, but it's to be viscerally experienced, you mm-hmm. know. It's absolutely it's yeah I, I mean I earnestly love this show I earnestly love reality television you yeah. know like I don't believe in like cynically pretending that you like something or anything like that like I genuinely love this show oh. uh I've loved it since it aired and I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was a bad representation of Italians and all that <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, it was off limits to me, which of course made it all the more alluring and I couldn't get enough. And it is, it's earnest. I mean, it's, it's totally um, like, it's just different, you know, and it's from a different time and the whole like Guido lifestyle, like GTL and all this stuff. GTL, baby, you look yeah, good, feel good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not the kind of Zoomer internet life like anxiety thing like you it's all about really going out and experiencing things and confidence and not caring about the haters and (laughs) i just feel like people should read mike's book they should (laughs) yes his little thing about the haters i was like this is this is great it's inspiration Let's pull that up real quick. Yeah, I have it right in front of me. All right, lay lay it on me. Okay, so let me see. Whenever you attempt to do something extraordinary in your life, 
whenever you put yourself out there in an attempt to succeed and in turn risk falling flat on your face, there are going to be people on the sidelines second guessing you and making fun of you as a mechanism to disguise their own fear and envy for the life they're watching you achieve. Those people are called haters. Yeah. It's true. Speak on it. Let an old head speak on it. Mm -hmm. He isn't, he's an old head now, I think. Yeah, he he's totally like, is. Yeah. But he's the inspiration now. Yeah, well, that's, just, okay, well, before we kind of talk about that, do you want to, like, kind of go back to, like, season one and kind of, like, run through it, or? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. I mean, I love season one. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a good, I'm a good times on the shore kind of guy, but mm -hmm. then, you know, you get a glimpse of the fucking terror that's, too, you know, soon to come up. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> you know, the, the fights of Ronnie on the boardwalk. Um, mm -hmm. This is kind of the beginning of there's not the, like, um, Vinnie Pauly uh, bromance going on yet. Yeah. They're all, yeah, they're all sort of getting to know each other. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. There's just so much to say in <laughs> this short period of time. I know. Well, like, I remember... I always, one thing that I think helped Jersey Shore become successful was that everyone on the show was kind of funny looking almost in a cartoon way, yeah. you know, like you have Snooki who, as they say on the show, is like a little orange Oompa Loompa. And, <laughs> you know, you have Mike who kind of looks like Squidward, but like also <laughs> has these like crazy ripped up abs and yeah. and then you have Ronnie who's this little like kind of juiced up uh gorilla as they say yeah. and you know everyone and the thing about that is that's good for the show because it makes them very memorable you know like yeah. you remember these people as these kind of crazy caricatures and of course Wow, who looks real rough that first season she has like a raccoon on her head and <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's she's what like I crazy, my first impression crazy boobs too oh I know yeah well that was back when they did the crazy boobs like they don't make those boobs anymore like this was <laughs> like silicone just they literally just stuck a watermelon on your chest like this was early 2000s reality tv boobs oh. like <laughs> you know and uh so you know everyone like my first impression when I saw this because I was also in middle school I was I think because you're, you're, I think, the same age as me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, these people are crazy looking. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um, that, that's kind of stuck with me. And also the thing about the show is like, there hadn't been a show like this where it featured Italian Americans like exclusively even though as we know Snooki and Jay Wow are transracial yes because <laughs> <laughs> they're not Italian but it doesn't matter because they're spiritually Italian on the show um the, the only full Italian is Vinny yeah yeah but, but that, like back then and I experienced that at the time too I remember like this obsession I had was just like I'm, I'm not even I'm like one-eighth Italian and I used to just have this like Italy everything I wanted like all the clothes mm -hmm. like my friends like on our notebooks like in class our folders we like draw the Italian flag like everybody was a Guido yeah like, it was a, 
it was inclusive actually oh yeah i mean like they didn't care nobody on the show brought that stuff up i mean it was a totally different time like people didn't really bring up race and all this stuff obviously things have changed a lot unfortunately in the past decade but like none of that was brought up on the show um you just thought that Snooki was just really tan (laughs) you know um but like the show like there hadn't been a show like this about guidos like this brought guidos and like the guido and guidette lifestyle into the mainstream and it definitely caused um, a lot of controversy because like after that first season debuted all the big Italian American organizations (laughs) spoke out and they were like this is terrible representation of us this was like my first brush with like representation (laughs) politics and like that discussion and I was like I was like what is this because honestly I hadn't encountered this kind of rhetoric before and um I found it really funny and like I think somehow that trickled down and like my mom heard about this because I'm like one fourth Italian on my mom's side and she heard about this and uh to watch I was forbidden from watching like most reality TV um <laughs> but, you, but did you know anyway. go ahead I said but you did anyway you yeah well, yeah I mean hours. reality TV was how I like saw what grown-ups did you know it was like um it was so interesting to me to see like this clubbing and all this stuff that was just like uh you know I was I was young and I'd never encountered this because um my parents are boomers and so there's kind of like a big generation gap yeah and uh the people on Jersey Shore like kind of gen x millennial cuspers (laughs) um so but anyway like the the backlash from the italian american organizations was really funny and uh there were a lot of articles there's actually a lot of like academic literature on jersey shore which i find really funny really (laughs) and um when i was in college i like read stupid theory books about reality tv and a lot of it was very pessimistic and yeah they didn't I, they totally didn't appreciate i think like some reality tv i think can be artistic at its best it can be artistic but it's all good entertain like i think reality yeah. tv is entertainment and some of it is good entertainment yeah well that's but that's the thing it's like jersey shore is not i don't think it's concerned with trying to make art you know, mm-hmm. as, as it is to, you know, kind of tell this time capsule story and, and entertain people. But in a way, it's like the that's the best way to transcendence when you're not trying really hard. And, and that's the thing for everybody in the show. It's so effortless. They don't mm-hmm. have to like they're not trying to be anything that they're not. And they're all living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, reality TV, the Shore, it's not without all of its criticism or, or at least understanding um, why people don't like it. I mean, because, I mean, it is an assault on the senses, like when you watch the show, you know? I oh, mean, yeah. I, I recommend, like, everybody watch it, but obviously you're not going to be like, you know, I was born to be watching this for everybody, you know? But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I didn't watch Jersey Shore at the time. I think because it's, like, it was middle school and... It's, you know, I think middle school is the first time 
uh, at least for me, where I came into finding like who are going to be my friends, like who am I becoming as a person? You're going through puberty. Everybody's mm-hmm. hormones are raging. And mm-hmm. like, I was kind of like on the more wholesome end of things, you know, mm-hmm. um, because like when you're in middle school and when you're on the shore, like you have to embrace the cringe. And yes, <laughs> and I like avoided. I, I wanted to avoid it. So like all this stuff, I just thought it was like these kids, they go to school dance and then they grind in the middle. And I was like, oh, this is so like this is gross and like I don't want to be involved mm-hmm. for um I don't know I I think now looking as an adult I kind of like look at the things especially for uh Vinny and Nicole because I was like you know they were like 21 at the time I know they're babies yeah but I mean that's like around my age so it's like I'm kind of relating to some of the things that they're going through but Vin- mm-hmm. I think more most closely I would relate to like Vinny um because he's very you know he comes from that educated background mm-hmm. I mean my problem with Vinny is that he and he's a, such an interesting pick for the show because he's not the typical Guido and yeah I was that, like who's like, this self- guy <laughs> yeah he's got that like self-awareness and he also had his like struggles with anxiety and stuff yeah, Vinny is the only like um, full millennial. I think. I think the rest of them are kind of like from a different time. Yeah. Yeah, he is the the one that kind of sticks out. I always thought he kind of stuck out, you know, when I first saw the show because he wasn't this like juiced up tan um, Guido, and he he's self conscious, which is bad for a reality television yeah. contestant you shouldn't, you can't be self-conscious because like the whole point of reality TV is like getting people to just act really crazy. And if they're too self-conscious, they're not going to behave as if the cameras aren't there. And that's, I think why reality, one of the reasons why reality TV is like dead now. And um, his, that's the, so like in the beginning, you can tell that he kind of sticks out and he's the only one that seems to, well, Sammy did go to college and mike did go to college a little bit but like they don't come off like they went to college and uh but it's like by the fifth season that's when Vinny has his mental health thing where he has to leave the show and i i remember vividly how it was like this was kind of when mental health was a talking point in popular culture kind of in that 2010s way and it was like you never know when someone's silently struggling, you know, and, and like Vinny's like, I just got to go. And Polly's like, why? Like, can you tell me why? And he's I love that so distressed. Like, I love that because like Polly's like a puppy dog. Like he just mm-hmm. he like just does not under he's like a small child and his and dad's going to like leave for a while. And he, yeah, like, and he doesn't get it because Polly, Polly is kind of I don't want to say I don't think any of them are dumb. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but he's simple in a way. He's yeah. he's like he doesn't understand why someone would just be depressed, you know, which is <laughs> like, you know, um, it's so funny because now there's so much talk, too much talk about mental illness and all this stuff, and you know, anxiety and all this stuff, and it's like uh, the way that all the people in the house were just like, "What's going on with Vinny?" Like <laughs> they were like, "What the hell?" You know, and then he went back home and got that 
tattoo that said let go let go and they were like they're like what i think about that a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah but Vinny, you know i i don't dislike anyone on the show really oh totally totally kind of does get on my nerves and especially I do feel kind of bagged that he seems to be the only one who hasn't really grown up very much and yeah um, yeah yeah well he doesn't want to take that um I mean I literally think the next step uh in his life like if he wants to actually grow up is to have a child you know and like Mm -hmm. Ronnie on family vacation he kind of gets thrusted into that you know, not, not always like not by his own choice either. It just happened, you know? Yeah. And he sort of had to be like, okay, I got to step up and take responsibility where like Vin is, you know, I mean, it's ironic, you know, you give him a little time because look, Paulie had just settled down not too long ago with his girlfriend, Nikki, you know, mm-hmm. and he's got to be like in his mid or early or mid forties at this point. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, and Vinny and Paul are obviously very close, but yeah, Vinny's like doing his thing at Chippendales and, and it's cute and whatever, but like, you know, how long is that really going to last? And, mm-hmm. and that, I think that is the kind of weirdest part about family vacation because everybody else has grown up, you know, Jenny, Snooky are both moms. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike is sobered up. Paulie is like DJing. Now he has a girlfriend. Ronnie's dealing his thing. So, yeah, well, Polly, um, and he's a- yeah. like, Polly had a daughter, um, yeah. you know, with a singer from Danity Kane, which is so <laughs> I didn't know that. Funny. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was a singer from Danity Kane, which was that like pussycat dolls rip off that Sean Combs oh, wow. tried. Um, they had like one hit damage. <laughs> and uh, so like Polly, you know, had to grow up. Um, and they all had to grow up. I mean, they all, they're all either like were married and got divorced and have kids. Like they all have kids at least. Um, yeah, yeah. Jenny got divorced. Uh, you, <laughs> you what? She, she's with Zach now, 24. Is she still with him? I, I'm yeah. like, I can't keep up. <laughs> I follow them. I, they're all great Instagram followers. Everyone should go follow them on Instagram. And yeah. everyone should buy Here's the Situation. Yes. I don't even, I don't even have like an Amazon affiliate link, but I've, I think I've sold like fucking five of these so far. So. Yeah, well, I got two. So. <laughs> oh, I sold to you, and then you bought one for your girlfriend. I, Kirk got mm-hmm. one. I think Brandon got one. So nice. We have a book club going. I know. You know, maybe <laughs> this will be my next Patreon thing. You know, all the yeah. books. Yeah. Jersey's yeah, lore. It's fun. It's fun to read. But um, yeah, you know, with Vinny, it's like he's the only one who hasn't um, had a kid, (laughs) I guess. And he's the thing about Vinny is, you know, he's a mama's boy and he's like he suffers from this kind of youngest child syndrome where if the Jersey Shore crew is like a family, he is, I think, the youngest one. And he kind of comes off as the youngest one. And you can tell because he. He kind of has that like Peter Pan, never want to grow up kind of thing. Yeah. Well, but you know, he's kind of funny because it's like he did have good times on the show and he could like hang with everybody. Um, I don't know. I, I He's an interesting character. I don't think you could really 
pin him down entirely, you know, because like mm-hmm. he he's like has that sarcastic thing going on and he's like obviously pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at, then at times, especially in his 20s, you know, on, on the original show, it's like, yeah, he's not above it all. You know, he's just the Guido with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And he's learning to hang with the, his bigger brothers, really. You know, yeah. he can pull a game. You know, he first mm-hmm. season he steals Danny's, uh, the landlord's date one night. Yeah, <laughs> he gets he gets into some trouble, that's for sure. Yeah. But that, that was, that's the thing, though. Know, you bring up a good point. That's what kind of irks me sometimes about him is that while everyone else seems to be really, like, earnest and... yeah and like non-cynical like he has a kind of cynicism and yeah, yeah. and sarcasm and it's like you know I don't like that <laughs> on reality tv at least because it's like you know I think what makes it good is when people really throw themselves into it and just yeah. like fully embrace the kind of vulgarity of being on reality television and he seems to kind of be like uh, like kind of like oh you know haha like has this like little kind of uh, cynicism about it that I just no one else in the show had you know yeah but, but maybe that adds to the you know it's just got a hint of of it's I think in that way though he kind of does keep it a little more modern you know mm-hmm. yeah but the show is like it is a time capsule in some way but it's not it's not entirely outdated and lost, you know, mm-hmm. like, and this, it's just so addicting to like, you just get hooked into these people. And it's also really interesting because this probably happened in like a short period of time, you know, like the summer would only be like 30 days or whatever. And some of the shit that happened was like, it, it could have been regular stuff, but because it was on TV, it became like iconicized. Mm-hmm. And people like remember the, you know, parties here, you know, I'm going to the yeah. church or um, hello. Then it's like it, it becomes a meme. I mean, there's so yeah. many great quotables too. And yeah, like, well, that's like this show, like nobody said meme back in like 09 really yeah. or, like, i don't remember people saying the word meme but like this show exciting. was was me it was, it was it was full of memes essentially like snooki was a meme the situation was a meme like parties here gtl grenade yeah. all this stuff you know yeah. and yeah. It, it was a sensation like people forget i think how big jersey shore was but jersey shore was huge okay it was international i mean this caused so much controversy. They were on the cover of like Time Magazine. They were like featured at award shows. They did parodies of like the Oscar nominations back in like 2010. What was that? There's gotta be a porno of it somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. It's funny, I I don't actually know, but I'm sure there is. Um, (laughs) Don't look up. (laughs) but like this was huge and the thing about Jersey Shore is like it was such an explosive vulgar like climax to the golden era of reality television that like it kind of killed reality tv because it was like so much it was like it just embodied all of it yeah and then it started to wane and another funny thing is that it actually it killed tanning Jersey Shore oh. killed tanning. It killed oh. it killed being tanorexic. And yeah. as we know, as Snooki mentions, um, it caused Obama 
to, you know, put a tax, 10% tax on yes, it. Yes. Tax tanning because of Jersey Shore's influence. <laughs> and then there's a hilarious thing in like the second season, I think, yep. and Snooki is like, you know, Obama's taxing my tanning now. And McCain wouldn't have done that because McCain needs a tan. And she's like, obviously Obama doesn't have that problem. <laughs> Yeah, she goes, Ken's really pale, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know who she voted for, so. <laughs> Facts. I mean, she's from fucking, uh, isn't she from, like, Poughkeepsie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, upstate New York. I was just in upstate New York today. It's, like, catch the vibe of old school, like, kind of, uh, you know, uh, Americanism, you know, mm-hmm. Repu- Republicanism. And it's, like, it's just, like, common sense stuff, you know. You could be fucking... And not that like boomer conservatives would be approving of Snooky, but she was just like, you know, common sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, Italians, there's a certain kind of hatred that like leftists have for Italian Americans. Yeah. And it's because we're Christopher winners. Christopher Columbus, they want to yeah. take that. They hate winners um, <laughs> and they're jealous and they're haters. So. <laughs> But, you know, know, we got, I mean, you know, Jersey Shore is Italian excellence down to the, down Mm -hmm. to the the mastermind, Sally Ann Salsano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see Italian uh, cultural representation like that anymore. That's at least it's all, it's all kind of distilled now to like, if someone brings it up once in a while, you know, the, the make a meatball meme or like the the hand gesture. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. You know, GTL, like, and Jersey Shore, and, like, it's just so much more than that, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, um, well, there was Mob Wives on yeah. VH1, and that kind of depicted Italian-Americans. But since Mob Wives, I can't think of anything specifically Italian-American. And I think it's because, like, reality tv there's just been a huge paradigm shift and it's like it has to be focus group diversity casting and it can't like focus on like it like italians are like a subset of like white people and so (laughs) i don't really think you know they would focus on that um nowadays which is why it feels like like jersey shore is such recent history but in some ways it feels like ancient yeah to look at it now because it's like so much has changed politically and culturally yeah and fashion wise like the fashion the fact oh, the that it's just like wearing a t-shirt like a, a bedazzled t-shirt was yes. like <laughs> yeah I love, like, ripped up and like i also love as italians that we're always wearing like the some sort of catholic imagery you know whether it be like the rosary or like the sometimes wear cross like on their shirt and stuff like that oh yeah, yeah. I, there was always like a flag or something like, <laughs> <laughs> no i love that this was the era where it was really easy to be fashionable because you just like threw on a bunch of bangles and like a shirt over a shirt yeah. and like bedazzled that's sunglasses <laughs> that's the shirt before the shirt yeah new shirt time <laughs> i know all these like all these it's funny because the show really depicts how italian american men take longer to get ready than the women I know. Well, 
I think they were pioneering the self-care of the of the late 2010s, you know. Oh get, yeah. Get your blowout, make sure you tan, you know, change your shirt right before you're going to go out shave right before you're about to leave the club for the club. Mhm. Um, you know, dodge the grenades, that's self-care. You know? Yeah, well, I remember people kind of made fun of the guys on the show and they were like, this is so gay. They like spend so much time getting ready. That yeah. was like a big criticism of the show back in the day. It was that like yeah. the dudes were gay for using hair gel or something, <laughs> which is, no. uh, it's funny how much things have changed. But um, yeah. Now, now you'd kill for the, the derogatory gay comment. Oh yeah, no, I love. <laughs> Go ahead. And you've really turned me on to saying Les. <laughs> Good. Nobody says it anymore. I think it's a great word. <laughs> no, it is. It's fun. I, you know, like the kind of uh, Katy Perry, like I kissed a girl, kind of like by curious moments on the show are like so cute and endearing to watch now yeah. and like feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well Dina really in the fourth season like just has a full-blown like lesbianist night she... and she's like terrified of what she's capable of too because mm -hmm. everyone's like lesbianist Dina and she's like no I, I'm not like that you know I'm <laughs> I, I know <laughs> I know well that's I mean that's that was the era you know and it's like it's just so funny to watch now and actually i you know much preferred that era to what we have now because like now everything gets turned into this like you have to declare you know that you have a certain identity and all this stuff and it's like it used to just be like back in the day you know dina would have this little gay moment and whatever and it's just it's fun to watch now yeah and but it's only um, the women you know, it's only the women because the guys oh, yeah. are just straight shooters, you know. Yeah, well, then they kind of have the bromance thing where they like make jokes and like you yeah. understand that it's a joke. <laughs> but that's classic male cult, like male mm -hmm. locker room culture. It's like saying gay ass shit to each other. Yeah. Well, <laughs> then in the family vacation, the bromitment ceremony was really quite something. <laughs> yeah, I love that though. Yeah. That they're was all, funny. They're all secret, you know. They, they're not going to say where they stand on the side of the aisle but you mm -hmm. know they're, they're walking down the aisle with each other like that's what i'm talking about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well the funny thing about the bromitment ceremony is you can tell that the employees at the chapel um which i think my friend got married at that chapel actually right, right the, the employees at the chapel are like are you guys getting gay married like they don't really understand what's going on i don't know it's just only dudes would understand, you know, that love yeah. like you get to with the boys. Yeah, they're just guys who are friends, you know, but it's like, I, I like that moment in Family Vacation because it felt like this kind of 2009 humor. Yeah. Kind of like had a little revival moment on the show yeah. and it was cute, you know. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, like the only time, well, there's that see there's the, in the second season, Jenny and Snooki go to a pride event and then they dance with like two random gay guys. Yeah. And that was, it was funny. Um, but yeah, different, a different time. But um, so we kind of talked about like season one and then, you know, season two, 
I don't know if you wanted to address the note because I wanted to ask you what you thought of the note situation. Do you want to read it out loud first so we can catch the vibe of it? Let me let me bring it up. Okay. The note really stuck out in my memory. With the all the typos and everything. Well, the funniest thing is that they went to an internet cafe. Yeah, I love that. Do you remember that. those? <laughs> She's like on Microsoft Word and Calibri font. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a typewriter. It's know? in all caps too, which is really yeah. Cool. Anyway, okay. I have the transcript uh, transcript here. Okay. <clears throat> Sam, the first night at bed when you left, Ron made out with two girls and put his head between a cocktail waitress's breasts. <laughs> He also was grinding with multiple fat women. <laughs> when you left crying at Clutch, Ron was holding hands and dancing with a female and took down her number. Multiple people in the house know. Therefore, you should know the truth. And you know what Ron's response is? Deny, deny, deny. That's what he says. Yep. <laughs> I love that they thought they were sounding smart. They were like, we're going to write this real smart. And they're not going to know who wrote it because we don't use words like breasts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's And it's funny, too, because um, Wright doesn't like, you know, they, they stick the note in like uh, Sam's little uh, drawers mm -hmm. and then she finds it and then nobody fesses up to it. Um, and then it turns that, you know, then Sammy starts hating Snooky and Jenny. I know, and that's what like is so annoying about her is that they're trying to help her, and yeah. then she gets mad at them, and it's like <laughs> that's why I don't really have a lot of sympathy for her because she kind of uh, you know would turn on the people who were trying to help her, and like she caused a lot of her own misery most yeah. of the time. But I wanted to ask you, like, what do you what do you think of the fact that they wrote that anonymous like? Because well, that caused a lot of drama. Like, like the <laughs> viewers were very like, I can't believe they did that. And there was all this backlash against Jenny uh, and Snooki for writing that that letter. Really? I mean, it's, mm. but that's kind of like what's happened throughout the show is that you, people, when they have, in this context, the family, when they're fighting, right? And they have, there's interpersonal drama between one member and another. It's hard because people want to vent mm -hmm. or like people want to help. Mm -hmm. Like you're Snooki and Jenny are like the, the bystanders to what's happening. And obviously they feel like they want to, in some way, tell Sam the truth. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting because like, they're all like, I guess the way to be a good family member is to like not say anything and like let people suffer and like, that's what happens a lot of time on the shows. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, that's why Paulie never gets involved in any drama. He just like watches it all happen. But there's no like moral or righteous obligation to like step in because I don't know why. There's no like center moral compass of like in every situation that happens on the shore where you think like this person is clearly right. Like there's always the other side that happens, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's why it's and, and you have not a lot of sympathy for Sammy, but at the same mm -hmm. time you're like, but Ron's in the wrong. But then you uh -huh. could be like, okay, but it's not their business, so why are they saying anything? And then 
you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like annoying. <laughs> I know that's, it's very, I feel like conflicted thinking what I would have done in that situation. And what really, um, what I think about is how Ron and Sam never kept their drama to themselves. They always had to dump their drama on the rest of the house, you know? And so yeah, like- Drama they, dump. <laughs> yeah, they like made everyone like a part of their drama, whether or not they wanted to be involved. And so it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like you're seeing your friend um, get played, you know, and you're just supposed to not say anything. But at the same time, what I find really interesting and what I think a lot of people when it was airing didn't really discuss is that Sam knows what's happening. And so she's constantly cornering people and she's like, do you know something? She's like, is Ryan cheating on me? Like, do you know? And then everyone's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, well, she obviously knows what's going on. And she's trying to like put people in this awkward position where they tell her what she knows is going on. And it's like, that's why it's kind of annoying. Cause it's like, girl, like, you know <laughs> what's happening. Why are you like trying to get someone else to tell you? Yeah. And uh, so I just remember that that backlash kind of uh, against Snooki and Jenny from the public. And they were like, people were mad at them for writing that note. And I'm like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation, honestly, like <laughs> all that drama. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, it's, now it's like a meme and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I the funniest I'm thing is they thought they'd get away with it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, my favorite line from fucking season two is like, when Mike is in the hot tub, and they're, they're all drinking, and then he's like, I splash some water on my face, and all of a sudden I'm like, yo man, we got grenades here. Mm -hmm. I know, they were in the grenade soup, and it was a chicken <laughs> soup, because that chicken cutlet showed up. Hey, yo. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then they're like, they're throwing around that chicken cutlet and that poor girl is now uh, immortalized on Jersey Shore as being the chicken cutlet chick. Were those the, is, is that old breast technology or was that newer breast technology? I, I'm not really familiar. Um, I think girls still wear the kind of stick on, Ugh. I don't know what those are even called. They're like stick on like strapless bras what was what was the because i know in season one like mike says you know thin is but what is the like uh kind of ideal body type for a woman time so that's an interesting like that's something i've been thinking about because there are times on the show where the guys are like yo this chick is so hot she mad hot and then like it shows the girl and i'm like um oh and then other times they're like this chick is a grenade and I think the girl is beautiful so I'm kind of like <laughs> <laughs> it's really confusing but the thing is this was like this was still a, a period where um like Jessica Simpson was considered like a fat beached whale so like you are supposed to be skinny you're supposed to be tanorexic and skinny you know and I think uh like skinny the, the Britney Spears kind of set the standard for the early 2000s beauty um, like archetype where you're supposed to kind of have a straight body, very tan, but with like kind of big old boobs, you know, like small, but big old, like usually fake boobs and very tan. So yeah. that's what they were looking for. So essentially like Wow's body was kind of ideal, I think. Yeah. And 
Snooki, I mean, all I mean, Snooki and Dina also have huge tits, but they're natural. Mm-hmm. And Angelina but- had had natural um, breasts at the beginning of the show. Obviously, that has changed, but she yeah. bragged about that at the beginning. <laughs> Something. This yeah. Is- yeah, I mean, but Sam is is like the. I don't know. I mean, uh, I was talking with my friend Kurt, and she and he said that. Sam is like maybe the most archetypal Dionysian sort of like female, but mm-hmm. um, fem- like you could say that like Sam and Ron are like the Apollo and Dionysian sort of uh, mm-hmm. back and forth of, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's just kind of you know, this. He's a pun. Uh, empty-headed Guido, yeah. like, male, like, just kind of, he gets aggressive sometimes, and he's always kind of, like, looking to brawl with somebody, and then she is, like, this kind of manipulative, sneaky, <laughs> and, and moody, you know, and she's very hard to read, and so they are these very, I think, kind of polarized, like, masculine and feminine um, kind of representations in the show and there are like all these interesting kind of you know sexual persona like on the show like Jenny is the man-eater as she says you know she's like after I have a sex with a guy like I'll rip his head off <laughs> you know and um, except she doesn't have sex that's the funny thing and that's actually something I've been thinking about like Jenny was in a relationship with Roger for like a lot of the show like she was in a relationship in the beginning with Tommy yeah and then she like kind of cheats on him by looking at Polly's pierced penis and and then he like you know steals all the shit and ruins her house basically yeah oh wow I forgot about that and like and but the thing about that is um my point is Jenny being in a relationship was a good thing for the show because she kind of was the mom yeah, yeah, for sure. And like she was stable in her relationship with Roger, especially the fourth season when Snooki is going off the rails and Jenny like has to pick up the pieces and chase after Gianni and and yeah. calm Snooki down and all this stuff. Like, had Jenny been single herself, like that season would have been too chaotic. And I don't think the show would have continued because you need a certain balance or else things get too crazy and people leave. No, hundred percent. But yeah. She's always been, I mean, I don't think she cannot be in a relationship, you know? And that's kind of like mm-hmm. how she functions. Yeah, and she is kind of a serial monogamous. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I would be curious, like, I don't know what she's capable of when, <laughs> if she were single, mm-hmm. especially on the show, like, we've only seen glimpses of that. Like, in season one, she goes out in the club, she's like going crazy and shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, season four, I mean, and yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about Gianni? Because as, as a char- as a character on the show, you know, obviously he's really boring and like bothering, and a sh- and it seems like a shitty boyfriend. And but you know, obviously that's uh, like Snooki is not th- being a great girlfriend to him. Like mm-hmm. he's very anti reality. Even though they match up looks wise, he's like very self conscious about being around her, being with her in public with her. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's from like, I don't know. He, I think he's from Staten. Like, he's like Staten Island, like a firefighter, nine eleven type. Republic. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Well, yeah. See, Gianni, that's where it's kind of interesting with the fourth season and how they kind of somehow embody all these like ancient Italian archetypes as soon as they like land in Florence because Gianni fills the role of the cuckold <laughs> Italian husband. The and Yeah, and he's just like it's you know you watch the original series and the way Snooki uh like cheats on him you do feel bad for him and I do to this day think that she did sleep with Mike oh totally come on you know yeah which like you know people like there was split opinion on that when that was uh the big conflict on the show you know the public was kind of split but like I think Why that she did because she's a repeat offender yeah <laughs> And, um, you know, and then in clearly, you know, all of that caused a lot of stress on their relationship because in family vacation, when Vinny's just kind of casually joking of Snooki, she has like a full blown meltdown and she's like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to ruin my marriage. I'm going to like, she's flipping out and she argues with Jenny and she just goes nuts. And it's like, she has this really visceral emotional reaction because clearly in the past she misbehaved and almost risked everything yeah huh. and yeah <laughs> it's so sad i know i think personally i think gianni is like a handsome little mario brother <laughs> and you know he's he's like a cute little guido and <laughs> it's just so funny that their first encounter is immortalized uh on the show and she like she's like oh as a last resort i took this guy home i don't even remember his name and then she like kicks him out after like immediately after they have sex and doesn't want to snuggle with him and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, like one day their kids are going to see this. He reminds me of Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. But like, <laughs> he's got that like great, like, yeah, I don't know. More, yeah, I don't know. There's something on his face. Something about his face is punchable to me, but. <laughs> I don't know. You can't, I don't know. I can't brag on the guy too much. You feel, you feel bad for him. Yeah. You do, you know, and it's like, it's, it's also crazy to think about how, you know, these people, their early 20s were filmed and like all of their biggest mistakes <laughs> were like broadcasted to the world. And, um, yeah. You know, that's. But I the thing about this is like it's easily forgive and forget you know and especially forget because um i'm I'm, that's why i'm having such a hard time going season by season because it's like you have to watch the entire thing Mm -hmm. you know uh multiple times probably and Mm -hmm. uh and it all happens so fast and and it's like shit that happens season one you know you completely forget about by the time you get to season six and you're not like you know, so-and-so, you're still holding the grudge of, you know, what so-and-so did the first season, you know? Yeah, well, it makes it, I mean, you can just, like, skip around, but, like, it makes it a more rich and fulfilling experience when you watch it start to finish, because then you know why things happen. I mean, like I was saying, when Mike and Ron are finally about to brawl, like, I was so ecstatic, and you, you also, like, feel in that moment, excited because you're so sick of sam and ron's shit that you're just like take them down you know you're like hell yeah and then you know like it you kind of feel for mike in that situation and you want him to 
really like finally um, just get into it with Ron. And uh, you also, I mean, and you also kind of feel for Ron in a way because Mike is always like kind of stirring the pot. Um, He really is though. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. So Mike, we haven't really talked about his transformation. Like he, it's incredible. He's sober. He is like a totally different person. He has a child now. He's married. Yeah. I mean, wow. (laughs) On the original show, like I always loved, I mean, I love Ronnie and Mike as my favorite characters. I mean, I always think situation maybe even mm-hmm. when he was doing fucked up shit, you know, he's got, mm-hmm. he had to fill that villain role and, and Ron, but Ronnie's more like the, you know, he's just connect, like he can be a real piece of shit sometimes, but he's mm-hmm. fucking funny. He's the funniest one with the, yeah. with the lines on the, you know, like Michael, fu- Michael, fuck anything. I'll fuck a Gatorade bottle or I need a <laughs> condom for my head. Cause I'm getting mind fucked right now. Or even in the, like, if you've watched uh family vacation, Vinny is like, right you know because Vinny in the new season he's like he did one stand-up thing and now he thinks he's like a comedian so like he's like writing some Mm -hmm. speech thing and then Ronnie comes in and he's like what are you writing your memoir (laughs) (laughs) I'm always surprised with some of the humor that they have on the show but like you know Mike in the new season is just he he really there's so many times in on family vacation that I started tearing up you know Mm-hmm. because um, I think it really is inspirational and like how and how positive he can be you know and like obviously he's like not um, you know he has his strengths and I like to watch him and Lauren's relationship because you know it's like uh, he's like he can be kind of goofy because he's just so unknowing now but he has like a uh humility mm-hmm. what he's doing but he also still has a little bit of that like oh i'm the situation like you know he 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 has confidence in a really positive way now and i, th- I think that's a lesson we learned for everyone when you watch mike mm-hmm. whether he's in his you know og you know on his villain shit or he's in his like dad mode uh inspirational stuff you know every you need that confidence all the time yeah, well, I mean, it is, and you need ripped abs too. Yeah, well, he doesn't—he doesn't have ripped abs anymore. That's the one thing that he. The situation's under construction, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing that he doesn't have anymore. But I think he made a good exchange because he's like sober and stable and sane, and <laughs> you know, yeah, you got to make the trade. You know, you got to make. Yeah. The trade, but well, that's. Yeah, that's the other thing is like, one thing I wanted to talk about is the way that everyone on family vacation constantly makes fun of how he eats so much. It's like, it started to get on my nerves. I was like, leave him alone. <laughs> Loves his fun fatties. I was like the leave Britney Spears alone. I was like, leave him alone. Cause they just kept making fun of him like all the time. I was just like, okay, like we get it. Like he's fat now. <laughs> nah, but it's not, it's like his, he had to replace his vices with like eating. So yeah. like, when I started watching Family Vacation, like I just had this sudden urge to start eating Hostess Ding Dongs, <laughs> like, eat Funfetti cakes. For a, there was like a few weeks there where I was just like, 
stuffing myself every every meal because I was watching it and eating vicariously through this. I've screen. never had a funfetti cake. I didn't even know what that. What? I know. I <laughs> I still don't quite understand. Go out to the nearest grocery store. Get yourself some funfetti. It's just like it's like Pillsbury cake, but it has like this kind of food coloring in it. <laughs> it it's great. Yeah, well, that's what's so funny. You can kind of, like, compare him to Vinny. Like, Vinny's, like, a keto, has, like, a male... He's a keto guido. Yeah, he has, like, male eating disorder, like, uh, They, like, make fun of him for picking off the cheese off the pizza in that one episode. And (laughs) it's just, it's weird. Okay, that's, like, that's kind of a topic that I want to talk to you about, because, like, in family vacation everything takes a turn from like the vulgar crazy in your face of the original series to the 2010s tone of therapy and like neuroticism and melodrama and so all of the people's like neurotic impulses start to like become a bigger point of the show and like there's more melodrama and there's lots of talk about therapy and and yeah. marriage and divorce and sobriety and babies and you know it's a huge tonal shift yeah I, I think it speaks to the current moment in that mm-hmm. way and I'm not like I just think at this point you can't go back in time so they still have these things about their personality that you're like charmed by um and like I don't know all the shit that happens on the show it's i don't know it's never like an eye roll for me that i'm like that's like 2010s lib bullshit you know i Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know how do you feel about that well yeah i'm trying to think like if i've really well i wouldn't say that i ever quite eye roll but there are moments where i'm kind of like huh you know and i'm like okay like there's a lot of uh therapy talk going on here and you know like you it's it's like, a different show like you said like it's of its era like we reality tv now is very different um and it is more melodramatic and it it they do use this kind of um rhetoric of like yeah like mike apologizes to angelina when angelina makes her comeback which um i loved i love that she kind of redeemed herself <laughs> yeah. uh and then Mike is like, I'm sorry that I fat shamed you. That was a moment where I was like, oh my goodness. Like hearing him say fat shamed was <laughs> kind of like a funny, uh, you know, moment to hear that kind of language come out of a Guido's mouth. <laughs> yeah, but in season one, like, you know, there's the dinner roll line that he makes a Snooki, and then Snooki's crying because she's like, she struggled with like anorexia in school. Like, in a, mm-hmm. and like just had gotten over it so yeah there are those moments kind of in the original too but it's not as like um like it's interesting because it is you know some of those things that carry over 10 years later like the anorexia or the anxiety from Vinny. Mm-hmm. but i don't think it's as pronounced um or like mm-hmm. not everybody gets it yet so i don't know there's like a level of seriousness that in the or in the original show that i like when they say those things i like take it seriously because i think the problem now is like everybody throws out those terms for like anything that happens you know yes like everybody has anxiety and depression now maybe you just like are sad or maybe you feel anxious but like 
you know, we all know how, you know, you're clinically diagnosed, then you get put on pills and then you're, you know, whatever, like, yeah, Holly might actually have like fucking ADHD, but you know, he's not like medicated and that's what kind of yeah. like interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank God he is not. Can you imagine watching a show and Polly's like on SSRIs and it's <laughs> <Yeah>. there, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, it's, that's the thing. Like I still enjoy, um, I still enjoy the show because it hasn't quite been as touched by the kind of pervasive, like obligatory, um, like social justice stuff that the other reality TV shows of today have because it's just the original Jersey Shore crew, you know? So like, um, but. But the, this, this new show has like, this new show is also actually self-aware. Um, like mm-hmm. if you've gotten to the part where like at Angelina's wedding, you know, uh, Snooki and Jenny and Dina, like they give a wedding speech. Oh, yeah. And, and so basically like the whole rest or the next season of that show is like, you know, because Angelina gets mad and then she unleashes all this like social media fury on the, the three of them. Mm-hmm. The show is like, the new show is always self-referencing like their stardom or like things that are happening outside of the show you know a little bit of that is in the original like you know when when uh jenny hears that like um angelina was like talking shit about her like in long island and then in miami you know she's like you can stay here and get your ass beat. you can stay and get your ass beat, you know but- yeah well social media wasn't as big there wasn't this like elaborate social media like industrial complex that there yeah, is yeah. now. Like back then, it was like you had MySpace and you had Facebook and Twitter though, because mm-hmm. like in the in the Mike this situation book, he's talking about um, one night. You know, when if he's talking to a girl that he doesn't really like, he kind of just says, "Yeah, yeah, girl, I'll add you on Facebook." You know, like <laughs> yeah, Facebook was kind of in its early. Um, it, it had been like unleashed on the public yeah. at that point. Cause like Facebook originally was exclusive to college in college. Yeah. But MySpace was for everybody. I loved my, I was, I was on MySpace. I missed like, see, I missed the boat on that. You know, I was like, I'm in the weird, I, I'm like, uh, I, I guess I am Gen Z, but I'm not like a Gen Z. Of, like, I don't know. I'm a cusper maybe. Were you born in like 98? Yeah, I'm 98. Yeah, I was born in 97, so I don't know what we are. Like, because, yeah. the, well, the thing is, we grew up and we were called millennials. And then in the past two years, they, like, deployed Gen Zoomer. Z- They're like, Zoomers, you're a Zoomer. And I'm like... I kind of I kind of liked that for a little bit because I was tired. I didn't want to be lumped into the, like, avocado toast millennial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you look at, like, Zoomers who are younger than us and they are, like, the most pitiful creatures <laughs> zoomer perm i'm yeah like they look like little broccoli like veggie tails broccoli <laughs> head and and they can't even like look at anyone in the eyes and i'm just like oh my god like please <laughs> am i that like <laughs> yeah well but that's something to be learned from these guys on the show is like i mean you know the cur- like just having charisma and being mm-hmm. a, a person that people want to gravitate toward and like want to be around you know? Yeah, not caring about other people's opinion. They're, like, 
they always said that on the show and Mike says this in the book and you can't like you can't care about what other people think and I feel like that was something that when we grew up that was a theme in kind of children's media for us it was like yeah. be your own person and don't care about what other people say and like so quickly that theme has been like erased out of pop culture because now it's like no like do exactly what like is you know social justice oriented yeah. and so you do need to care about what people say because you might offend somebody and so it's like everyone is is totally crippled by self-consciousness and like that's why i admire you know people like you who are willing to like kind of put your art out there and like have a podcast and things like that because it does take confidence and you know like like you get haters if you have like more than 50 followers on Twitter like you're gonna have haters and it's like you know it takes a certain confidence that a lot of people our age and younger I don't know they they don't have it it's definitely sad yeah I mean I think the message of like be yourself was prevalent in you know like uh when we were growing up and that was like some shit that I was really on like when I was in like eighth grade, I was like listening to like, you know, quote unquote, like, uh, uh, like underground rap. That was like, it almost seems like now like anti like what Jersey Shore was sort of about. But I think mm -hmm. like you have to have watched the show to really understand what it's about, because, you know, like the show is about, you know, you take these caricatures and, and like, and then you follow them and then it, you realize it like, it goes deeper than that, you mm -hmm. know? And like these, there are all these like complex things that relate to like everybody's interpersonal relationship, you know, because that's what the show is a, is about really. It's mm -hmm. like these people at this certain point of time and they're like interpersonal, you know, friendships, relationships, you know? And then like, mm -hmm. you know, family vacation gets into like the, the more struggles of like, you know, I don't know, fucking uh, f uh, accumulating fame, you know, having children, all that shit. But like um, mm -hmm. the message of like, be yourself and like, don't care what people think. I don't know if it's entirely lost. Like it's in the background, mm -hmm. but it's completely meaningless. Like the words just have no meaning anymore. And yeah. I think what you have to realize is that when people say that it's not easy you know, and mm -hmm. even I, like, I struggled this, like, fucking, uh, today, I, I bleached my hair blonde, um, <laughs> and my mom was, like, I was so terrified of, like, what she was gonna say, because she hadn't seen me all day, you know, mm -hmm. and, like, um, because she's always told me, go to a professional to get it done, you know, I, I bleached my hair a million times, you know, it doesn't come out, like, how you want it, mm -hmm. whatever. Being yourself is, um, it's, it's really, you it takes um that like leap of faith and mm -hmm. and uh it's really not easy oh as, yeah and as vapid as like the phrase can be said so i mean and what you were saying about like putting yourself out there and doing art and shit is it's like and especially about the haters and, and my situation is like completely right um <laughs> yeah they but, hate because they're they're jealous. Um, they see you doing something they don't have the confidence to do. Yeah. Um, like something, there's something that bothers them and it's usually their own problem that they need to deal with. And like, 
you know, it's, and like, like you're saying, like it is, it's not easy to yeah. truly march to the beat of your own drum. And I think that's that kind of realization. It was hard for a lot of people our age and cause I encounter people our age who truly have never actually been, um, faced any sort of adversity. And so as soon as they face any kind of challenge, their whole like world is shaken and they don't know what to do and they, um, they don't know how to deal with it. And, and so I, when I watch the show, like I, I admire like the attitude of like Jenny, for example, when she's just like, you know, like I will like fight a bitch, like, and, and <laughs> Snooki and how Snooki, I mean, she acted very foolishly, but when she was fighting with that guy in the first season at the bar, because he was like taking their drinks, yeah. I mean, that took balls. I mean, it, she got punched for it, but like, you know, it's like that kind of attitude, like good for her, you know, like these people had a certain amount of self-worth where they felt like they would, you know, just speak their mind and maybe they'd fight and whatever. And um it wasn't on the internet, you know, it was like in person, they were really going to brawl because they felt like they were worth it and they were going to, they were going to stand up for themselves. And these are good uh, things to take away from the show. Honestly. The, the last thing for me that like, I guess I've really implemented from watching a show is like, uh, to just enjoy the simple things and like the good times Mm -hmm. And, um, I think many people can relate because like, we're all self-aware and ironic and detached is like, stop like overanalyzing everything mm -hmm. and, and just enjoy it. And yes, it's just and be earnest, you know, and don't be cynical and like, love things with your whole heart and don't be like you know above it all <laughs> yeah i mean that's and you know they all love each other like a family and they all have those like crazy fights and shit was said but and you know obviously it's you know there are parts of it that's like really dysfunctional and whatever um but mm -hmm. yeah i think it's um it seems really lost now and and especially in the post-covid world and world everything is like uh, digital online and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I look forward into the future having more fun, making more like fun memories and like doing stupid shit and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone needs to GTL and they need to party and go out. Yeah. And like draw inspiration from the golden age of reality TV because there are sublime profound moments in reality television in Jersey Shore. And, um, you know, it's definitely worth revisiting because it's a lost art now. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. Yeah. I think there's so, there's so much to cover, but I think we said all we could say for tonight. Thank you for having me. I love Jersey Shore and I was excited to, talk about one of my favorites thank you for coming on you are to make your uh podcast debut oh yeah yes <laughs> i'm sure many people will be excited to hear from you 
<laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Matthew. All right, no problem. All right, have a good rest of the night. Good night. All right, bye.